0: I want to talk to you guys about this incredible new lube I discovered called Woo. I actually used it the other day in my personal life, and holy shit, I'm in love. It smells and it tastes amazing. It's made from natural stevia, vanilla essence, and beeswax. It kills germs, it's full of antioxidants, and it's free from chemicals. The packaging is also very classy and discreet, so it's not an eyesore on your bedside table. So go to woo4play.com, that's W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com, and enter code HOLLY for a 10% discount. That's wooforplay.com and enter code HOLLY, H-O-L-L-Y. You guys are going to love this stuff. Today on the show, I am super excited to have the very successful male performer, Seth Gamble on. Um, We go into a lot of different topics. Uh, We talk a lot about sobriety because that's something that we both have in common and Honestly, it's one of my favorite subjects because it's one of the most important things to me. So, I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I know that I loved it. I think that um, we touched on some really important subjects. And, you know, just it's always fascinating to me what it's like to be a male porn star because I think it's one of the most difficult jobs. And there's very few people who can actually do it and be successful at it. And Seth is definitely one of those guys. So all of you who think that you want to be a male porn star or you think that you can get into the industry, you definitely want to listen to this podcast because I think he will have some insight for all of you. So let's welcome Seth to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, I have male performer Seth Gamble. Hi, Seth. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good. Does it feel good to be out of that Deadpool suit? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Seth is in the new um, Axel Braun movie, Deadpool. Deadpool
1: Triple X and Axel Braun parody. Right. That's yeah, we got to cool. make sure that
0: we say the whole thing so people don't actually think you're in like the mainstream Deadpool.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. There was a girl on set, and she was like, "Are you in all the Deadpool?s?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm the porn Deadpool.
0: <laughs> you're not. You're not uh, I'm not Ryan Reynolds. You're not Ryan Reynolds. You know, it's funny. They shot a commercial for Deadpool at my parents' ranch because you know they rented out for location. And um, I remember when the agent booked it, he wouldn't say like what it was for, what celebrity was going to be there, because it was like a secret or whatever. And so, um, and my mom doesn't know who anybody is, so she had no idea who he was. So she was like chatting it up, him up, and later to me, she was like, "He's a nice boy, that Ryan Reynolds. I hope he makes it in Hollywood." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my but my sister texted me. She's like, "I just ran into Ryan Reynolds in the kitchen." I was like, "Oh, that's who they're shooting." That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. yeah, yeah. It was. Um, but yeah, so I Wait, actually so David
1: Beckham commercial was that
0: it? No, it was for their DVD. It was for it was for the first Deadpool coming out on D V D. Oh okay. And so they did like a whole it's actually really funny. Oh okay. It's like um it they they phrased it they did it like a Viagra commercial. Okay. I think I I think I If you google that. it you'll you can find it and it basically the whole thing is like a spoof off of a Viagra commercial that's about Deadpool coming out on DVD. Nice. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really good. Um so I texted Seth the other day because I had I don't know what this week was. It was like the week of cancellations. I had three people cancel on me the morning of that's, last week. Yeah. That's uh, one of them was an hour before. That was the last guy that I that was the last time I asked you.
1: That's not really um
0: That's not normal. No,
1: you shouldn't No, I, I wouldn't that's not that's not something I do. No. I, I mean, not saying that I, uh, during my years, uh, I, I will. I will say this. Um, you know, we both know I'm sober, but yeah. I used to not be sober. Yeah. And those days, I would probably, uh, I would probably be like, it'd probably be like two in the morning, be like, yeah, tomorrow's uh, might be a problem. You know, there might be those issues once in a while, but I was a pretty functional guy, which yeah. was. Is my attitude wasn't so functional, but everything else. Was.
0: Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like you know, and I mean, I'm as everybody knows, I'm sober as well. And I would definitely, you know, like come into work hungover, but I didn't need to get my penis hard.
1: Yeah, I so. did it. I got. I, I my agent used to call me the lab rat, which was absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: probably so. not as a compliment.
1: I guess, but it was more like. You know, it's like Seth and, Seth and I think he referred to another another male performer who we both were known for partying. Mm-hmm. Was like, they always got the job done. Yeah, <laughs> it's done like, all yeah. Like, eh. So, you know, and like, yeah, what are you going to do?
0: So, what I was saying is that I, I called you because um, I needed somebody to film last minute, but you were filming Deadpool. And yeah. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, their cancellation, blah, poor me. And you were like, girl, it's 102 degrees out and I'm in a Deadpool suit right now. So, like, I don't even want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Like, okay,
1: good point. I was more like, I feel you. Like, I yeah. get it. This week is—it's been crazy, you know. Like the Deadpool day, it was—it was a long day, but it's so much fun. Like, you know,
0: Axel loves so you. What I. Was saying is I uh, oh, hi. Hey. That was whose annoying voice was that? You no, know,
1: it sounded it sounded pretty good. Okay. <laughs> um, he. Uh, I love him too, man. You know, we just seriously when we work together, we just I just feel like we bring the best out in each other. We both like want the same thing. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I have my you know, vision and he has his vision and it's usually really, really close to what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just get along really well and I just he get, he gives me the he when when we work together it's like the passion's there because it's like yeah. we both want the same thing. We both care a lot about the product and that's right. good to have, you know?
0: That's an important thing. I mean, especially as a director and when you're working on something as intricate as the movies that he does and the long days that He's famous for having. You want to have people that are committed, yeah. Because you know, there's nothing. I mean, look, we're all on set. We're all fucking tired. You know, we we're all working really hard. You know, we all want to go home. But when you've got like a performer who's like, "When are we gonna be done?" That's like my least favorite question. When are we gonna be done? Yeah. Because I booked a massage at six. Shit, like, it's, it's like just- don't make plans. The, like the day that you have a shoot, do not make plans that night. I no. don't
1: because we're shooting. It's like there's anything could happen. Anything can you know I mean? happen. You
0: never fucking know.
1: And that's the thing. It's like you know. To be honest with you, it could be a lot worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people like you know. It's it's hard for me to have compassion for people who are complaining about what we do for a living. Like yeah. this is it. I my life's pretty good. Like yeah. I could be doing you know hard labor or not working. You know that you know I can say that I did have that earlier in my life. You mm-hmm. know I. It wasn't fun, you yeah. know what I mean? It was like I get to do a fun job and, you know, I want to go to work and enjoy my day and I'm going to deliver what I'm being paid to deliver. Right. You know, that's right, another right. thing when, you know, one thing that is kind of crazy when you go to work too is when you are dealing with people who, I guess, how how do you say it? It's like they're trying to tell the directors what they should be doing. Oh, no, we should do this. No, we should do, like, I'm yeah. here for you. Like, yeah. you're paying me to do this job and yeah. I'm here to work yeah. on your
0: Thing. I get that a lot of times, like with girls, like oh, I don't like my hair curly, or I don't, I want my makeup like this, and it's like you did. This isn't your production. Yeah. You don't get to make those decisions. Like you come here and you're working for these people, and you need to help them fulfill like what they're looking for. Like yeah. If you want to do your own thing, you can do your own thing. Yeah. You can do your own productions. You can, and then you can, you can pay the fucking makeup artist and mm-hmm. you can have her do your makeup however the fuck you want but i'm writing the makeup artist check <laughs> and my check is being written to me by my client and they want it this way and that's what's going to
1: happen i'd be really surprised if a girl was going to like tell you that i mean you're like honestly like one of the best photographers ever you know what i mean and i'm not like kiss- go on <laughs> no but seriously it's like like yo i'm going to make you look good like just do it like, i do you know i do I mean? try
0: to like really because I, you know, I recognize too. A lot of times, when girls are a pain in the ass about that kind of stuff, it comes from a place of fear, you know, and insecurity. Totally. So yeah. I try not to be mean about it, oh, and I try so. to like recognize that. And I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to feel sexy. Um, so most of the time, within reason, I try to comply with what they're into. Like, I, I don't. You know. want
1: them to feel comfortable. I mean, that's right. total, That's like that is my main prerogative when I go to set. Yeah. like you know, the more trust I can build with the girl I'm working with is or anybody's working if you can right. build more tr- the more trust you have on set the better your your day is going to go right you know? and if
0: someone's like i really hate red lipstick and in the end it doesn't make that big of a difference if she's wearing yeah. red lipstick or not you'll like, compromise fine, fine. yeah Do fucking light paint or whatever <laughs> but if it's like a very specific look that like requires like if it was a pinup thing that required red lipstick and you yeah know, then i gotta put my foot down about it but otherwise i try to kind of compromise so that everybody's happy
1: I feel you. Know. I'm, I mean, I I get it. Like, it's it's we're dealing with a lot of personalities. You know what I yes. mean? And that's really just gauging those personalities. That's for and sure. you know, it's just
0: yeah. Do you have any like good war stories? Like some just scenes mm-hmm. that you did that, or some girls that you worked with that you just wanted to fucking strangle them? Like, oh, how do you like? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't recognize how difficult this job can be for a male performer because, like, I cannot like a girl. But you know, I can still easily shoot the scene because all I got to do is press record on a camera. Like you have to get your dick hard and put it inside of her. Yeah. So like, what do you do if you're in a situation where like you and the girl are just not vibing?
1: Um, I don't know, but it just I just do it. Like I I like to be honest. Like I've had off days. Like I'm I'm not a, you know I don't I'm not a, I don't use many supplements at work. You know, mm-hmm. um, I use a little bit. You know of you know try to make sure my sex drive is high and stuff like that. But in general, uh, like. Just, so getting my, you know, how do I do it if I'm not vibing with the girl? Um, I find something to vibe with, with the girl. Like, there's something there. Like, I'm physically, like, I love a woman. So, Mm -hmm. like, I just find something sexual. Like, it could be the smallest thing. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe the way she, maybe her eyes or, you know, it could be um, something about, maybe the shape of her back. Like, I can find something. Mm -hmm. and. But there are occasions where it's there's there's so little chemistry that I'm just like yeah maybe this isn't good to do it again. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. like there are situations where I've never worked with a girl and then I'll work with her and be like yeah I don't because I'm at a place in my career like I went years with doing like you know I started you know earlier in Florida and working for like my first contract was with Bang Bros. dot com and then I went and worked for like after I worked for like Score and all these other companies and you know I didn't get very um, you know I got
0: yes yeah, Score doesn't generally have yeah. Best. Yeah, Let's yeah. Oh, well,
1: they ring a they're very very niched. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs>
1: for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I did that, and I uh, did a lot of score. And um, when I came to L.A., I was like, oh, my first scenes with uh, I think it was like Capric Valley or something. I was like, oh, this is my job now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's the
0: thing. Too, <laughs> you know because, like I mean? so many guys who want to get into the industry, you know, like how do I, I want to be a male porn star? How do I get into the industry? It's like you aren't necessarily going to be fucking Angela White in your first scene. Oh no. Like, no a no, lot no, of times no. you're going to start like at the bottom, and like if you can keep your dick hard to shoot like... I feel like it's not like that anymore though. It's not? No. You don't I, feel yeah. like people are being put through? Yeah. I, I want to believe that like people are fucking grandmas they used to. first. Like,
1: I was like, I came in towards the, the peak era of like you gotta pay your dues. Mm-hmm. And even when I moved to LA, like I paid my dues in Florida, but I moved to LA and you got guys like Derek Pierce, like, I don't like this guy. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like this is like and it, it's a funny joke that we talk between each other. It's but well, he hated me when I first got here. Not I, really I and mean, maybe hates a strong word, but like he was like, Oh what a douche, you know? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm the new guy coming to LA, you know, and plus I'm yeah. pleasant, like young and you know, my my ego's the size of the state I'm moving to and it's yeah. it's just it's just not a pretty thing. And but you know, when I come from when I went from Florida and came here and it's just like I already was trained to like you know, like when I first got in the business, like I was trained by like male performers that were directing in Florida, mm-hmm. and they were like, you have to control the scene. Like, I was taught how to like Make
0: m- the girl open m- up do camera. all
1: that stuff. So, like, you know, my first year was like, you know, up and down. Like, you know, it wasn't every scene wasn't great. Everything mm-hmm. was, you know, but I luckily started in Florida and on a contract. So it wasn't like they were, if I had some days that weren't that great, I wasn't. It wasn't like castrated for it. It's like in LA, you're playing with the big boys. You know, you come in work, you're brand new. Like, I mean, back when I moved to LA, I'm still a, one of my favorite stories. I was, I was with September Dawn. Uh, oh, okay. I was my agent. I
0: remember. And I was
1: like, I, I, swear, I want to shoot for your mom. Like, that was like yes. my thing. I was like, I want to shoot for Vivid, Wicked, and and Sue's Randall. That uh-huh. was like my go-to. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. So she calls her and I hear your mom on the phone. She's like, Hey, uh, so I have this new guy, Seth Gamble, wants to shoot for you. And uh, she's like, Oh, no problem. He just has to you know, get his dick hard for Holly and come there and get to take a picture. <laughs> and uh, I remember coming to the ranch and me having to like get my dick hard and take a picture of me. Oh uh, God,
0: those were the days that I had to take Polaroids. I've got, yeah, I hated yeah. that I'm fucking sh- job. I'm sure,
1: I'm sure you did. Oh. I could not have been, you did not look happy. You were like, oh, no. here you go, new guy. Here's uh here's a magazine. Check it out. Uh, get it done. I oh, forgot my, right. that
0: you came in. Oh my yeah, God, God. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I'm probably
1: blushing right now because it's so funny. <laughs> Um, but uh,
0: I remember, okay, so like for those of you who don't know, so like when there was a new guy, um, he would have to, you know, usually models would come in for a go-see, which honestly like never fucking happens anymore. I just get no, like sent people anymore. now. Yeah. So they would have to come in for a go-see, so they'd have to come in and we'd take Polaroids of them and then like we'd put them in our book and then we'd decide that if we wanted to book them for a future shoot. So with guys, like, you know, with girls, they just come and they take their clothes off. I just shoot them, whatever, no big deal. But with a guy, he had to get his dick hard because we had to see, first of all, if he could do it. And second of all, like, what it looked like hard because clearly that's That's the important important. part. (laughs) So I would always have to take the photos because nobody else wanted to do it. So I would take them into the back room and I would give them a magazine and like some lube. And then I'd shut the door and be like, okay... Just knock when you're ready. And I'd have to, like, go on the other side of the door and sit there with my camera and basically wait for them to be ready. Like, I couldn't go back to work because, like, you didn't want it. you wanted to let them get hard, but you didn't want to, like, take too much time getting there because then it might go down. So I would have to, like, sit outside the door and just wait. And it was just this really awkward thing where, like – The whole it, thing was awkward. The I, whole thing I, is even so awkward.
1: I, even when I first got – like, went, in, went to Bang Bros, like, and they were, like – hey, let's, uh, you know, they wanted me to come in originally it was for this site called Dancing Bear. I was supposed to do the oh Dancing Bear. Oh, my
0: God. Bear. I remember that. I, I was eight, that was kind of like a frat party type thing, It was like a right? male
1: stripper yeah. and a bunch of girls, and you're yeah. wearing a giant bear costume and stripping, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, wa- I was like, I, at the time, I was a male stripper. Like, that's what I did. I uh-huh. was doing bachelorette parties, private parties for girls and shit. And uh, they called me to come in and... I'm uh, standing there, and they're like, all right, cool. You got to go in this little cubicle room, and uh, here's some puts on a Bang Bros porn. Get your dick hard, and uh, we're going to come back in and take a photo. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I-, I went and did it, got got it going, took a picture. And they called me back like a day later, and they're like, hey, man, can you come in? Uh, we don't want you to do that dancing bear. You- you're Good-looking guy, good shape, but we want like an older dude for that. I was like, okay, cool. So you I want ended,
0: someone whose like face you don't want to see. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> You're yeah, in a costume. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so or like they wanted like a bigger. They wanted like a bigger. It's a big costume. Okay, okay so got it. Um, I was like, okay, cool. I ended up going in doing a mill scene for with Diamond Fox, and it got it
0: was super hot. Yeah, it's
1: my like, and it got, went viral. Like, cause I looked like I was like the first Geordi.
0: Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was so at, like, for those of you who don't know, Jordy's like a very, very young looking guy yeah. who's like contracted with browsers.
1: Well, they signed me this contract and they're like, they the scene comes out and they're like, hey, we need another ID. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, there's the compliance doesn't believe you're 18 with two IDs. I was like, uh, okay. Cause that's how young I looked. Yeah. So that's it was, but yeah, I was just trying to say is like, they, yeah, that was like status quo back then. Yep. They get your, make you get your day card, take a picture, but yeah. That's, uh, Yeah,
0: the worst was for me, like when the guy couldn't get his dick hard, you know, and he's in there awkward. And and he's like, "I'm sorry, I tried, yeah, trying to get it hard." And like ten minutes go by, fifteen minutes go by, and I gotta like knock on the door. I'm like, "Are you okay in there?" And then it's like, "Yeah, just give me a minute." And then like another like ten minutes go by. Up. I'm just going to have to – it's just not your day. We're mm. just going to have to call it uh, – call it. And, uh, yeah, it's fine, though, that you couldn't get your dick hard. I'll just get some pictures of you with your dick soft. It totally doesn't matter. We're still definitely going to consider you. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's really hard because it's like, too, it's like – I mean, as a man, it's, you know – like So a, emasculating. It's just so emasculating. It's like, you know, yeah. I've done up, upwards of almost 3,000 scenes mm-hmm. and, you know, probably – my i mean i'm a 90 10 average so i'd say like 10% were like maybe a little not the best day like right, i wasn't right, like right.
0: but you still managed to finish the I job i still managed
1: right. to finish the job but um those days even then i'm like the biggest i'm i'm my biggest critic like i am mm-hmm. the worst yeah. like i am the most i will beat myself down to the ground like no one anybody could say whatever the hell they want about me or to me or anything and i will you can't match how much i will beat myself up you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. It's, it's hard, I mean, yeah, and it's like, I feel for that, I feel mm-hmm. that, but it's yeah. like, there's people that are just built for this and they're not. You exactly.
0: Know? And that's the thing. It's like it doesn't make you any less of a man if like you can't like get your dick harder you can in porn, front of a bunch listening. of strangers. <laughs> yeah. like, that is a very strange job. Oh, totally. And only some people can do that. It's even
1: stranger that I'm okay with it now. Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's like, wow, this is normal. Right. Like right. I'm almost like when I'm home, I'm like, where's the camera? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> oh, man. Just, it happens when you have a, a good a good month. You're just like, oh, okay, cool. We're doing this alone now.
0: Yeah, you're working a lot. So yeah. you've got quite a few things under your belt for this month. You are doing the Deadpool movie.
1: You just wrapped Deadpool and. And pos-
0: then Possession of Mrs. Hyde.
1: Yeah, with just another it. Axel
0: Braun movie, which he came mm-hmm. on here actually to make the announcement about. Yeah. Um, and then you did Pure Taboo's Anne. Yeah, yeah. Which is a parody on Annie, right? Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of. I guess it, they they call it parody, but it's like it's pretty dark. Yeah, crazy. I think
0: when, like generally when porn says parody, they don't mean that it's really like a joke. It's just more like it takes inspiration. It's inspired. It's that.
1: inspired from Anne. It's Annie. Right, Annie. Exactly. It's it's. Exactly. Plus, I think Brie found it funny that if an award was like best anal, uh big tits for this Anne. Uh-huh. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the like, it just would be kind is of it funny. Pretty
0: sick. I mean, Bree's got a pretty sick and twisted uh, mind. Oh
1: man! Like I love working for her. She's, I, so I, is,
0: it's a pretty dark movie. I yeah, think. it's
1: really dark. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's crazy. It's like it's it's a it's a very complex movie because it's like you know the story of her and but you know instead of. You know, like I'm in the because there's two parts. There's like the part with the orphanage, right. which is like all that. But then there's right. the part with the mansion and you know, Daddy Warbucks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in that part. Uh, I have a I'm playing the driver, but okay. I'm like, yeah. So it, it's a really it's a really cool part. Like I, it's smaller role for that movie, but um, it was great to be a part of it. It was mm-hmm. such a big movie. It was like 22 people in the cast. Like wow. it was huge. So. Yeah,
0: the box cover was a lot of people in the box cover. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy. There's a lot of people in it. So. Yeah. But
0: And then you also did uh, Brad Armstrong's movie, Fallen.
1: I did, yeah, Fallen 2. Yeah, it was like 10-year uh, anniversary of it, so they decided to do it. I played an angel and did a boy, 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 girl DP with the Lee, Ra- Lee Raven. It was uh, – it was pretty cool. I had to wear angel wings. Wait a naked. minute. Okay,
0: wait. Did you do that scene with um? Who are the guy, other guys? Cody
1: Steele and John yeah. Strong. Okay,
0: Brad told me about that scene, and he <laughs> said what a fucking nightmare that scene was because you guys were shooting in a warehouse with no air conditioning. It was one hundred
1: and ten right? degrees. Yeah, yeah, and it was
0: like the. And then he said the problem was with the wings; they uh, blocked all the light. So yeah. you guys would have to fucking like hold the wings back. Yeah, it
1: was it was intense. And he said
0: that like he was telling me about like what how difficult that scene was to shoot. Oh, it
1: was it was difficult to do. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like towards the end too, it was like they were like I, I guess they were setting up cameras and stuff like that. I was like, I'm ready and they're like, We're not ready. I was like, Oh, and then I stopped my cum shot. And then I was just like, there. They had to get to another shot before light went out. So they, the other two guys, popped, and they're like, "Oh, we'll just come back and get your so." They came back, got my pop, and we finished it. So it was like really awkward because I was just like, I was ready to pop because I was already been banging for like fifty minutes with a rubber uh, on,
0: right? You know. Right.
1: But yeah, it was it was I was dying after that scene. I was like like drenched in sweat. Yeah. But it was right. a great scene. It went great, but yeah. it just probably shooting it the. The experience of shooting it was difficult. Yes. Yeah, that's
0: what Brad told me. Yeah. He said that there were just so many like logistical problems too that happened with that movie. He so said it was like insane. Yeah. But, it's
1: cool though. It's really cool that they, they did that. You know, I know that movie, the original Fallen was a pretty big thing. So Yeah,
0: it was the was it the ten or twenty year anniversary of that movie? I think it
1: was ten. Yeah. yeah. That'd be crazy if Jessica and Brad were twenty years ago. That would be I yeah. Don't, be, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I have no sense of time anymore. You're
1: Right? We're just I moving. like
0: literally. Do you know that this uh, this month I've been in the industry twenty years?
1: Wow, that's crazy.
0: I know. I just turned forty last week.
1: This month is eleven for me. Wow. September. Yeah, coming up on eleven at the end of the month. So it's crazy. And you're happy? Yeah, I've never been happier. Yeah, like my life's my life's pretty good. I mean, I have days where it doesn't. My head tells me it's not, but right. I'm good. But <laughs> overall... Yeah, yeah. I, you know, can't complain. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you went through a rough period, right?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, you know, for a lot of years, I, you know, partied my ass off. And it was a lot of fun. Like, I'm not going to deny it. I right. had a lot of fun at the expense of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um,
0: First it was fun. Then it was fun. Then it was problems, problems, then and then problems. Then it's just problems. <laughs> um, I think
1: And what's crazy is I, I just feel really fortunate because... I so at 28, I try to get sober for mm-hmm. like. It was, I think I lasted like at less than two months, mm-hmm. and before I like I was like, eh, I'll probably just smoke weed, you know. Yeah. And then I smoked weed, and I was still going to meetings. I just wasn't saying I was smoking weed, right? Whatever. And then, uh,
0: there.
1: and then I. um,
0: Did you ever go to meetings high? Kinda. Oh, I totally went. Kinda. Uh, and then I would like lead me, meet- and I'd be picked to lead the meeting. Oh man, fucking baked. It was a war.
1: I remember David Lord took me to a meeting the last time I just got before, like right before I got mm-hmm. before I hit my bottom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh I sat in the meeting. I couldn't sit through even two minutes of it before I ran out the house, ran out and went and got shit and got banged up. Like yeah. I, I was just at that point where mm-hmm. I just didn't because it was weird for me, like. When I've relapsed in 2016 and stayed out for like 11 months, still partying, like I knew I had it. I knew I had it.
0: That's the worst. I knew
1: I had. It. I was like, I'm. The, I have it, and I was. But I was like, it was like that. Um, that South Park episode. Mm. Have you seen the South Park episode? I don't
0: know. So what?
1: there, it's about al- uh, 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 alcoholism. Oh, really? And, and no, he, I have And he's like, the dad goes to. He gets in a DUI or whatever, yeah. and he's like. He, they go to this meeting. He goes to a meeting and he's like, he's like, they're like, "You don't know, sir. You have a disease." He's like, "I have a disease." He's like, "Yeah, it makes you not be able to stop drinking." And he's like, "Oh shit! Well, then I'm just gonna keep drinking because I have a disease." And <laughs> so everywhere he, he'd go home and he'd be like, he's like, "Dad, you need to stop drinking." He's like, "I can't. I have a disease." And he's like, you know what I mean? So that's like basically like how I was. Like right. I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking. It's cool. Yeah, I'm getting messed up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm, I have a disease. Like
0: it's not my fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It
1: was like the greatest excuse. I was like, wait, I have a disease. Oh, you. Oh, you just killed it for me. Cause yeah, I'm done. And then. Uh yeah, time went on, time went on. And, but then um, you
0: can't enjoy it anymore. No.
1: Well, like, no, it was like after I started. you
0: recognize that you have a problem and yeah. like you kind of like you reach that real diagnosis, you can't go back no, out and it's, party it's and not have fun a anymore. time anymore.
1: So yeah, towards the end, I just bottomed out. And, you know, obviously details of the bottom are kind of pointless. You know, I got to a point where I just, I luckily, I didn't need to be homeless broke or any of those things i was I, I was dead inside yeah like i was completely dead inside. i wanted to i wanted to die yeah that's just how i felt like yeah. and i was i was literally talking to two other performers at my birthday mm-hmm. i that's i think was my bottom was like it was my birthday and I had like 55 of my friends there mm-hmm. and i've never felt so alone in my life mm-hmm. and i was just i barely could drink or do anything because right. i was just like i don't even want to do this anymore like yeah. you know and yeah
0: stopped working,
1: yeah, just completely. But it, I that day, and then like I was like, I'm done today. And then next day is that day, I went to da- the meeting with Dave, yeah. and then two days later, I was like, Fuck it, I'm doing it again. And then yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm done. And yeah. then I checked myself into a place, and I've been working it ever since. It's it's uh, it's cool though. It took a while though, you know, yeah. I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable, and that's.
0: That's the hardest thing. yeah. Because, yeah, for me, like, I don't ever want to feel bad. I don't ever want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to sit through those feelings. No. And it's so hard when there's a substance that can just, like, wash it away.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, my, for, solution. Yeah, my solution. For the, for yeah, for the
0: time. And, yeah, you're going to wake up the next morning and be in the same situation or even worse. But, like... It's that immediate, like, relief. Gratification. That immediate relief. And it's so hard to not turn to that, especially when it's becoming a habit that you've cultivated for fucking decades.
1: Totally. And now it's like, you know, meditation and, you know, finding, you know, know, for the first time in my life I had priorities, Mm -hmm. which, like, my only priority was getting something up my nose or in my mouth. You know, like, that was my priority. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, now I have actual uh, priorities. I'm accountable to things. And it's like, there's too much going on, Good for me to be like, God, is it really worth like one night? Yeah, you know what I mean. Which yeah. will turn into like six months.
0: But that's the thing I was just going to say. It's not going to be one night. It's no, never. That's gonna what be I'm one saying. Night. But that's
1: where my mind will take me. Like, right. oh, it's just going to be tonight. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll just go back tomorrow. And, or and
0: you can do one night and you
1: don't have to tell anybody. Yeah. Or like, no, hey, know. I, I just had I just had a blow problem. I didn't really have a drinking problem because right. I only blow a drink. But like, I couldn't drink without the blow. So it's like yeah. my mind will tell trick me all the time. But it's yeah, it's just staying in that you know waking up and trying to like connect to something bigger you know and that's you know finding that something bigger was a difficult task because i don't believe in organized stuff so i'm like what do i believe in and then i created this jamaican guy on a damn door that surfed on a beach and just thought that was my thing really yeah i was like where i you know so i was like that's kind of where it is but now it's just the universe to me like Mm -hmm. things just happen and they're going to happen and i only can control my actions if i can stick to that i'm okay today you know what i mean that's
0: I know exactly what you mean. It was yeah. the program was really hard for me in the beginning um, because I was raised atheist. So when I first started going to meetings and they were talking about like God, and I was just so uncomfortable with that. Oops. I was like, I don't want like the word just made my skin crawl. And then sometimes, you know, they say the Lord's Prayer at the end of a meeting. Yeah. And I'm like, I and I would walk out. You know, I'm like, I won't, I won't be a part of this, like all this God bullshit. But it's like we do need to have something. It just has to be something bigger in ourselves that we believe in that we have faith in because we if we only rely on ourselves...
1: That's where it gets us. Because if, if <laughs> I relied on my own thinking yeah. most of the time, uh, it doesn't get me in a good place. Right,
0: because our thinking is twisted.
1: But it could be something as simple as, like, like Apple products. Like, Apple products are way more smarter than me. Or, yeah. See? I, yeah. Even the language, way more smarter, is not good English. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, that's what I... It's like... Something, an intelligent being that's smarter than me. It can be anything, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Just something outside of me. Right. That's what it has to be. And it could just be being of help to other people, you know yeah. what I mean? Things like that. It's just just being okay. Like That was the part that's hard for me. I can yeah. distract the crap out of myself on right. a daily basis. Now it's like when I have to sit alone mm-hmm. and nothing's around and it's quiet and I'm mm-hmm. like, can I get calm there? If yeah. I can get calm there then everything else becomes easy.
0: Right. That's right, right. kind of like
1: where it's at, you know. When you're with yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing that that's that's the test. Mm-hmm. Where am I at right now in my life? If I can't sit by myself and be okay then there's somewhere I'm not really where I need to be at, you know. Yeah and i have to constantly remind myself of that i have to remind myself of a lot of things i have i have a good forget me not in my brain like yeah. i really love to forget yeah 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 put it's everything easy. back here you know it's
0: and it's easy to get distracted by like the everyday stuff you know mm-hmm. and there's so much in life to distract us now
1: yeah it's worse than ever yeah. it's like the the social network and all that stuff it literally it feeds off of people's like opinions and validations and feelings and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's so easy to get Feed into it. Yeah. Like I catch myself, I don't say anything on it. I just voyeur the, the craziness. I'm like, right. wow, this is what the hell's going on here? This oh my is God, crazy. Like, if you know, and this fact, you know, it's like there's facts and opinions and. It's just, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, but. it gets, it gets, it can get really toxic and it becomes yeah. very addicting.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. You
0: know? Especially when you're at a point where you have like a lot of followers and a lot of people are commenting on things that you're saying and yeah. you like, you got to check and see like who said what and does this person like what I posted? And-
1: totally, and I spent most of my life caring so much about other people to what they thought of me. Right. Like I cared, that was like the end all for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now today, I don't feel that way. I, I'm okay with me. So at the end of the day, it's like, that's a you problem, you know what I mean? That's not a me problem anymore, you know? You can say or do whatever, but that took work, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It takes work to get to that point. At least it did for me, like, that's my experience, like, and it still creeps up on me sometimes, you know? So, but that's the thing, social networks, like, especially as an adult star, right, it's like you're getting constant validation, fans, people, things are coming out, things are happening, and it's just sitting there and being like, that's amazing. I love that. It's it's great and it's great that you, you know, people are saying nice things, but that can't be like what you're relying on to feel good.
0: Right. You know what right. I mean? Yep.
1: And that's like that's tough because I feel like being an, an entertainer in general,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your there is a part of you that was seeking validation to begin with. Right. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. not even consciously doing it. You're like, "Wow, there's this like, you know, there's this like you know, people are watching me. This is a mm-hmm. thing. You know, yeah. I'm getting making other people enjoy what I'm doing. You know, right. so it's like subconsciously you're not realizing you're doing it. So it's pulling yourself out of that. That's mm-hmm. something that I, you know. This is just stuff that I, I do. You know, to try yeah. to. I don't know. Just it, it just became this deep guy. It's weird. I was <laughs> I was such a surface person before. You know, yeah. It's was just like. I want to get messed up and have a good time. Hey, don't talk about all that crazy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, it's you know kind what I mean.
0: Crazy, like how the steps really change you. You know. Yeah. Like, I do a I do a fourth step on stuff like all the time. Yeah. I mean That would, that's what really helps me get through things. Totally,
1: because you see your part. Right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, yeah. and you always and you uncover like those 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 fears that are driving your resentment or your stress or your anger because it's never like whatever the issue is that you're dealing with at that moment. No. You know, it's always something underneath that. Yeah. And, um, you know, like these little writing exercises that we have to to uncover that help so much. Yeah, because
1: it's crazy. You'd be like, wow, this is like, this is cool. It's it's kind of cool, actually. Because yeah. it's like, it's totally like you feel this relief. Because that's yeah. all I ever wanted was right. a little relief, you know. Yes. And it's cool. You could see, like, because once you do right. that, you see defects in yourself. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you see how that doesn't serve you. And you do something else. And you're like, right. oh, okay, there's all these ways and tools that you can work right. around it. So, it's hard. It's hard sometimes too when you have the tools and you know them. And number one, if you're not doing them because you know it's like, God, I know the right thing to do here.
0: Yeah. You know? I know what I could do to get myself not feeling this way, but like for some reason I'm not going to do that and I'm going to sit in my misery and I'm going to sit in my resentment. Yeah,
1: it's and it's crazy. It's crazy. We're sensitive souls. Yeah. You know? And it's like I know that's all I didn't want. I, uh, that's one of the biggest reasons I got so messed up. I just didn't want to feel what yeah. everything else – I didn't want to feel all of it. I was just yeah. like I don't want to – And I just want you know that I don't give a fuck. Like I wanted that every day. (laughs) I I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh no, I don't care. Like you know.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean the magic that you know alcohol and drugs can do for you. You know. I mean I grew up. I don't know if it is this way for you. I was talking to my therapist about this the other day. And I don't know if it's – because I think sometimes like alcoholics, like we like to think – sometimes I feel like we think we're too special. We'll be like, oh, well, I did this uh, because I was an alcoholic or I no, felt no. this way as a child because I was an alcoholic. It's like, no, because you're a human being. Like yeah. other people go totally. through that and feel that way. You just have really shitty coping skills. Exactly.
1: I, I suck at life.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know yeah, what I mean? But it like, doesn't mean that like yeah. – you know,
0: like sometimes I feel like people use it as an excuse. Oh, this for- is my
1: alcoholism. That's my alcoholism. Yeah, I I, I found that to be pretty yeah. frustrating as well. It's like yeah. that's not – it can, you can't always put it there. You know what right, I mean? Right. But the only difference is now when you get sober, it's like the excuses that you had when you were drinking or getting loaded, whatever. You don't have them anymore. Right. So it's like that's – you
0: know a way – a better way. Yeah.
1: So it's like too – it's like you, me- you make a big mistake and it's like, yeah, you can make it right. But you know that you have to learn how to – the biggest thing for me was learning how to pause. Mm. Pause when agitated. Yeah. That, was, that was the biggest thing because – You know, especially you know, we're on these sets and we're around people, and not everybody's centered. You know, it's like you know what I mean. (laughs) You know, we're not all centered, and I'm not always centered, and it's like getting centered. So I don't, you know, and and I've done, you know, I've done a pretty good job. Like my relationships now are great, you know. So I uh, and there's some relationships I'll never patch up, but that's not on me. I've made it right on my end. So that's sometimes too. It's like accepting that, like, hey, I messed up, I made it right. Well. I'm go fuck yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I, at least I did my part. I'll do whatever it takes to make it right. But if you're not going to, you know.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think acceptance is is a huge thing and that's a big thing that I deal with because I always want to change things. I mean, it's the same thing as going back to like changing the way that I felt, you know, always wanted to change the way I feel Mm. and always wanted to change. Feel good, you know, and I, and even like in sobriety, like I want to feel energized every day. I want to feel motivated every day. I want to feel happy every day. Totally. Know, if I wake yeah. up. I'm in a bad mood. I'm like pissed that I'm in a bad mood. You're like and, you're mad that you're mad. Yeah. Like, I'm mad. I'm mad. And it's just like <laughs> accepting the fact that sometimes you're just gonna have bad days. Totally. And that's <laughs> okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And sometimes you're gonna be tired, and you're not gonna want to, you know, work all day. And sometimes you're not gonna feel ambitious, and yeah. you're not gonna be excited about going to work.
1: We like, all go in phases, you know. Right. It's like, but it's it's just being okay wherever I'm. At. like I'm here right now like I'm not feeling good right now I'm feeling good right now I'm like and not like it's another thing for me is like when I feel really good Mm -hmm. that could be like almost detrimental too Mm -hmm. because it's like I could really feed into how good I feel Mm -hmm. you know what I mean or like I could really get dark Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's Finding the balance, but like for so long, balance was not fun to me. Like, you know, oh, this is balance. What the fuck's this balance shit? Like, I just, I just, I just want to be really low because then I could play the real. I could play the victim really good, yeah. You know, or I could be really high and tell everybody how great I am, yeah. yeah and yeah. you know what I mean? It's like you feel
0: superior, yeah. And,
1: and that's that's something you know I struggle with as well. It's like yeah. it's hard, especially too. It's like I feel like the job that we do that I do as a male performer. It's like there has to be a little bit of ego there Mm -hmm. to be able to be okay with doing what I do. But it's also gauging the right part of it, like not Mm -hmm. letting it get to drive. Because, you know, there are – in my past, I only can speak for myself. But, like, when I'm on a good run and I'm doing good and things are going good at work, I can totally self-destruct it by just being a douche. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. of my own self-insecurities or whatever it was, you know? And and that's just – it's – it's good though. I it's, right now it's like it's it's crazy. I I don't even know like I, that's why it's like it has to be some kind of miracle because the way I used to be to now it's just a complete, yeah. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> you know like
0: yeah, it's crazy like how you know you manifest things in your life depending on how <clears throat> you you're thinking. So you know i relapsed again for the 5000th time um earlier this year <clears throat> and um i went through a period where i was just like super fucking depressed and i was like i'm never going to get this i mean i never stopped going to meetings i never stopped trying never ever ever because i knew the minute i gave up i was done like then i'm dead you mm-hmm. know so i never stopped but <clears throat> it just felt so frustrated and I would see other people like get time and take cakes and I'm like, I'm never going to fucking get there. Like what the fuck's wrong with me? You know? And then also to the frustration and knowing that like I have a good life. Yeah. And I remember my boyfriend said to me once, cause he's not an alcoholic <clears throat> and poor guys stuck with me through this whole thing. But I remember he said to me once, he's like, I don't understand why you're like this. He's like, you have a great career. People love you. Your family loves you. I love you. You have fans who adore you. He's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't I know it. why I'm on fucking self-destruct all the time. Yeah. It's like, I just want to ruin my life. It's like, it's like programmed in me.
1: It's just, it's weird. It's like you, I, see, that's the thing that, that's the one thing that always bothered me sometimes about the program. It's like the time is such a thing. That you was know? a huge thing for me and, uh, because
0: I, what I would measure my self-worth depending on, like, how much time I had yeah. versus other people. But it's
1: really, like, what are you doing for yourself today? And that's, right. like, people take that for granted so much. Yes. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, this is, oh, I got you know, I've been sober for 10 years. But, like, are you sober or are you just dry? Yeah. And are you just a miserable non- Because now you, you have no, people who, it's hard. Because it's hard to see because I, you know, honestly, whatever way it works to mm-hmm. get yourself going. But mm-hmm. for me, it's, like, if you're not doing the work, you're just, we're, we're, we are just by default going to be self centered, selfish, and miserable. Yeah. And I'm just, that just does not sound good to me. Right. You know, and yeah. I, and I've been in those places like within my sobriety, like I might slack for a month,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I
1: mean? And be like, oh, well, all right, screw it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like crap. And I'm, and then I have to hit some form of clarity to be like, oh, because the willingness and is has to stay. It's yeah. like sometimes the willingness will go. Yeah, fine,
0: yeah, and it's easy for your brain to tell you like oh I got this I mean that's what happened to me I had, so, I had so seven easy. years so and I easy. was like I got this I mean I didn't have a sponsor for years yeah. you know, and I just went to meetings like just you know whatever to socialize I wasn't doing the steps any of that kind of stuff
1: you were just on autopilot yeah,
0: yeah and everything in my life was like good so you know career was going well so like I didn't see any reason why you know I had yeah. to that and I you know I felt that's in, the crazy thing
1: it's always when the things go good yeah it's, and like, it's so
0: devious <laughs> And I and I fell into that thinking of I'm not like other people. I don't need this. I don't yeah. need this like you need this. I'm done with I don't this. Need yeah. meanings mm-hmm. like you guys need. You guys need the meanings because you're kind of fucked up. I'm past I'm, that point. I'm past that point. I'm good. Everything's fine. Mm. And the funny thing was is that my relapse was actually an accident. Um, but I believe now that it was you know it happened for a reason. Yeah. So basically, what happened was um, I was on a trip. Uh, I was actually. Um, like full disclosure, I was shooting for twisties and I was in Costa Rica. And um, we went to this party um, hosted by the guy that owned one of the locations that we shot at. And they served some kind of dessert with like weed in it, which is super weird. And they didn't say that there was weed in it. And I remember eating it and being like, this kind of tastes like Weed, but everybody I was with was such a stoner, so
1: it wasn't that like thing. nobody
0: like else really tasted it. and nobody really felt the effects because everybody was smoking pot like 24/7 there, so they were it and it was very small amount. But I hadn't had anything in my system for seven years,
1: oh yeah, so it was like it was like woo, so
0: I felt it and yeah. I was like freaking out. And we go back and I call um my girlfriend, my sister, and sobriety who um unfortunately passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry, it's okay. <laughs> Um And I called her and I told her what happened. And she was like, okay, you know, don't worry. You didn't lose your sobriety. You didn't know this was an accident. Just like, you know, get through the rest of the trip. And um when you come home, like we'll go to meetings and whatever will be fine. I'm like, okay, great. I hang up the phone. And like I said, there was like weed everywhere because I went there and yeah. smoked. And I went and I smoked on purpose. Yeah. And then I tripped out. It's like the obsession just. I like, just came right in. there. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. In my, of course, my brain told me, well, you already, yeah, you already did, did it. it. You may yeah. as well actually do it. And then I went back in my room and I, like, tripped out for five hours, like, totally unhappy. Ah, oh, shit. And then I didn't touch anything for months. So I thought I was okay. Yeah. Like, I came home. I didn't have anything. And I was like, I'm fine. Like, the, it was just a little slip. I don't need to te- – right, the secrets. Secrets keep you sick. Yep. I don't need to tell so, anybody so that I went and I purposely smoked some pot and, like – Nobody will ever know, and everything's fine. And then a few months go by, and then I'm doing laundry um, for my shoots because I always bring robes to set, and one of the models left a huge bag of weed in the pocket of the robe. And so I pull it out, Going And I literally, like, my thought was, this is a sign from God that I should smoke this. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? And I did. And then I was like, I'll just smoke this. And then I won't tell anybody and it'll be fine. And then it just spiraled out from there. And then I started drinking because the pot, you know, after a while, it wasn't getting me fucked up Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's like. So I got to go to vodka. And then it just.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, I always think about that, like. You know, if I, I, if I, if you know, God forbid I ever do decide to go back to doing that, which I don't want to. Today I'm good. But I would just go straight to the source of yeah. what I want because yeah. it's almost more to be like, I don't want this crap. This isn't what does it for this brain. Right. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why you just end up going back to whatever it is because mm-hmm. – I need what works for me. Because
0: pot, I can't black out on pot. No, yeah. Like it's not going to like – are not-
1: we fucking nuts? Yeah, I can't, I, I can't just, you know, I don't want to – that's what we
0: think. I but can't it's- ruin my life by smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, Because, you know, I think honestly, and I have nothing against alcohol or pot. Like I think I've totally voted for weed to be legal. I think it's great that it's legal. I think it's a really wonderful drug for a lot of people and it totally works for them. I don't think there's anything wrong with alcohol. A lot of people can drink alcohol with restraint and can live – wonderful, productive lives and, you know, people can go and get fucked up one night and then wake up the next morning and like go to work and not drink for, you know, the next couple of days and be a totally normal person. I just can't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's not
1: going to work for me. That, I, I
0: can't do that.
1: that. That's just not how my brain works. I right. get that. That's exactly, I totally agree because yeah. that's the thing. It's like I, I promote it. I'm, I, I am a big advocate for partying and all that stuff. It's just yeah. I'm just past it. I'm yeah. just at that point where it's like I want my life different, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, some of you know, some people can eat peanuts and some people can't. Exactly.
1: I, I'm allergic to the shit. I, literally,
0: <laughs> it's it's bizarre and I've proven to myself over and over again that that is the case, you know, with yeah. my multiple multiple relapses and I've always been like and it's funny because the after that before I got sober before the 7 years, I was like a fucking mess. Like I was drinking in the morning all the time around the clock 24/7. Um, I was con- I was super fucked up. Um, the only reason I didn't lose my job was because I worked for my parents. Mm. And, um, you know, they didn't know what the fuck to do with me. And it was weird. This second time around, um, it really wasn't as bad. Like, I never went to work fucked up. Never, ever, ever. Never drank on set. Um, you know, none of my clients knew. Like, almost nobody knew. Um, only those people, like, the closest to me knew. I was really good at hiding it. But, like, you know, inside, I was just dead. Yeah. And I was I totally can so relate. so miserable. And I just knew, like, you know, and there was a part of me that knew, like, this is not my destiny. Like, this no. is not what my life is supposed to be like. And I was so much ha- And that was the most frustrating thing for me. It was so much happier when I was sober. And I knew that. But I couldn't get back there. Yeah,
1: it's just the willingness. You had to wait. Yeah, it's like the willingness had to come back yeah. to do it, you know? yeah. But it's good like we're we're both sitting here today stone cold sober. Yeah. And then there's like it's there's booze sitting right there and it doesn't even like get me all freaked out like it used to. I'm yeah. The, I'm a yeah. bar like god you look like you're having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know what's on there. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Is there vodka on there? There's vodka. Oh, there is. Okay. That's my weakness. <laughs> I'm a whiskey man. Oh, really? I was
1: Jameson, a liter of Jameson a day. Oh, God. Well, you so know, good. I drank
0: vodka because no one can smell it on you. <laughs> that was my thinking. Oh, man. It's like fucking ridiculous. You can't
1: smell it. It's cool.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, it's clear and nobody can smell it. That's
1: how I knew it was bad. Like, I'm like, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, yeah, smell it. Whatever. Yeah. You're probably going to get numb if you kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? See, like,
0: I cared so much. And I think that that's what prevented me from going spiraling out really badly yeah. this last time because my career means everything to me. Same. And, so, same. and I've worked so hard same. to build it up, and I just didn't want to lose it. So like, I was able to like kind of hold on, but it was like nails on a fucking chalkboard. I was just like – you know, it was just like it was such a struggle every day, and yeah. then that drive home from set every day. Okay, don't drink tonight. Don't drink tonight. Uh, but like, how am I going to get through the night without drinking? Like, how am I going to get through like the three hours before bedtime without drinking? Like, it's I so just crazy. Couldn't do it.
1: It's crazy. A lot of people like you know, if you're not one of us <clears throat> that deal with this, it's it's hard to understand for a yes. lot of people because like, why'd you stop? You know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But it's not that it's not that simple, and it's it's cool though because I have we have the ability to live more, I feel like we we have to try to live more internally peaceful where a lot of people, if you don't, you don't really have to do those things if you're not dealing with this kind of disease, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you don't have to do that. But I feel like it's, it's good. I mean, I like, I've always liked being an underdog, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've always thrived on that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is one of those things where it's like, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. You know what I mean? Do you
0: see it at all? Um, Cause when I'm like sober, um, do you ever see, you see it as a kind of like a blessing in disguise?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much shit. I don't deal with drama anymore. Like, yeah. there's no shit in my life. I don't yeah. get involved. I don't I don't jump into other people's shit. I don't, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, there's things now I can see that I don't want. Mm. I do want. I like being present. Like, yeah. I never did before. I didn't want to be present. Now I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. it's like. I'm just so much growth. It's like I, I get off on the growth. It
0: forces you to grow up. Yeah. It forces yeah. you to grow and it forces you to look at yourself. Yeah. Um, and the more
1: you do, eventually you just you're just like you don't have to grind anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to grind. I'm just I'm just like letting it everything I'm just letting things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Letting everything unfold. And just yeah. and then taking action. You know what I mean? That's it. I mean
0: yeah. basic. Now you said you meditate.
1: Yeah. So I try. I'm not very great at it.
0: I that's been like a big lifesaver for me yeah. this time around. I finally like got into meditation. Um I started doing it a lot. And that's been – because 'cause I'm always looking for a way to escape. You know? Totally, I'm always totally. looking for a way to fucking get like escape like my thoughts, my brain, like um and if it's if it's not drinking, um, it's work you know what I mean? Like I just constantly busy, 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 Same. busy, busy. I do this and I start 10,000 fucking projects because I think I need to fucking do everything.
1: I read this book. Uh, it's called the one thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that really helped me with that. Cause it was basically saying that, you know, there's your, especially with work things like for me, I've, you know, I feel like you put your focus in one area and you really blow that up to a place where right. you can kind of still be successful there but move on to something else but you have the success already there so it's mm-hmm. like coming in but you got to really focus on one thing at a time it's like this multitasking thing doesn't really exist mm-hmm. it's you're only doing everything at a a small rate yeah like it's not you're not doing anything at 100% because you're like i'm going to do 10 things at once well, that's my problem. You man. know, and it's, it's, you gotta really, it's hard because yeah. it's like, I want to get all this done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I feel
0: like, I, <laughs> and, and I think that that's part of my addiction working itself out in work. Like, I got to achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah. Cause I need validation, validation, validation. Totally. I and totally I get conquer, it. Conquer, conquer, I'm conquer. I'm there too. <laughs> right yeah. there
1: with you. I mean, I just did Deadpool and hide at the same time and it I went, Amazingly great! Like I was just like I couldn't believe my mind remembered so much dialogue.
0: You know, it's really funny. Charlotte Stokely, who was here right before you came in, she when I told her that you were coming on, she said, "Oh man, he's doing uh, Mr. Mrs. Hyde and he's doing Deadpool right now." She's like, "He's doing two Axel Braun movies." She's like, "That guy is not sleeping."
1: (laughs) (laughs) We just well, we just wrapped. I was done. I'm done. So I did the the luckily the way we scheduled everything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like. Con- like
0: back to back, yeah, no, that's good.
1: So that was cool. It was just weird because hot, it was really cool because I like Edward Hyde's like this really kept like sinister, cra- like you see the craziness off of the way I am. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like it's kind of like for me acting the part. I did a very more Steve McQueen kind of thing,
0: okay. Because
1: Steve McQueen, his acting more more or less was like. You didn't. Ha- he didn't have to say much. He just mm-hmm. what the way he looked or the way he he was. It just told the whole story. Expression. Yeah, everything told the story. His all the little nuances. Yeah, yeah, that that's all the little things that you know. That's what made him great, right? right. But with Deadpool, like, it was complete hammed up, like everything. Because I had couldn't. I had yeah. no face. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like it's just, say, like you couldn't do. Expressions. Everything was like f- crazy body language and stuff. Yeah. Like it, like I was talking with my body.
0: Right. 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 In
1: my weird. Deadpool Ryan Reynolds ish Seth Gamble voice.
0: Right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: like, like I was talking about Wolverine and I'm like, I'm like they I was like, they call him weapon they call him in ten, but like with the X, but but with the X, like the iPhone, you know, and which by the way is like the stupidest idea ever. And uh <laughs> but you know, I just call him Buttface. You know, it's like this like kinda like just trying to get that off, but like wearing this mask and like feeling like it's a hundred degrees but it feels three hundred. Yeah you know what I mean?
0: I can imagine. But that's
1: like I meditated in that suit because really? I had to learn how to – that's uncomfortable. Yeah. So I had to be like, okay, I have to be okay with where I'm at right now. Exactly. And it was it, it was like – I was like, wow, I would not have been able to do the, that movie if I was still getting – it wouldn't have happened. I yeah. would have died out like within five minutes. They would have yeah. taken the costume off every five minutes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm grateful wow. I got through it. I'm stoked to see it like both the projects. I mean, to be honest, I think they're like two of the best projects I've ever done in my career. And wow. that's that's, that's – I've done a lot of work. So Yeah.
0: And that's all in the same year.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. That's it, amazing. It's a lot, you know? I'm just, they're just gifts. I'm just like, you know, taking them. And I'm really fortunate, like Axel, you know, he always had faith in me. Mm-hmm. You know, he always, even when I was messed, he was mm-hmm. like, you're so fucking talented. I just got sick and tired of being the guy. Damn, he's so fucking talented. Like, mm-hmm. can you just get his shit together? Yeah. I got sick of being that guy. Yeah. Like, I just did. I just was like, I don't want to. Throwing
0: wanna... away your potential is one of the saddest things. Yeah,
1: it's the saddest thing in the life. And I just got sick of being that guy. Like, God, he's just. just fuck. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. you know, like Star Wars Triple X. Like, I came into the read, like, still high on blow. Yeah. You know, and he was like, dude, I can't cast you in this. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? I swear this had to have been some universal shit. Like, there was another guy booked for the role. Mm-hmm. Shit didn't work out. I ended up getting the movie. And that's being one of the biggest. It's pretty the biggest selling DVD of all time. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you know, I was meant to do these things, but like, and then I got clean. I dried out mm-hmm. for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's how I used to, I used to be able to do that. Yeah, and then it stopped. It stopped being able to do that. But.
0: I would do the same thing if a really big project was coming up. Yeah, I would get I would get sober for that.
1: Yeah, I dried out for a bunch of shit. Like I would because I was like, oh, okay, well I'm not gonna because my e- I would dry out for my ego. Like my mm-hmm. ego was so big. Like my ego was so big to the point where I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to do anything but drink or do some blow because you know I'm, I'm too good for that shit. I can't do that. Like my ego would almost my ego would help me but hurt me. Like mm-hmm. it would. Like, it was a weird yeah. thing. Like anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, no. I'm really stoked. I'm really excited about Deadpool and uh, and Hide. I'm really really excited. And and you know honestly, being in um, Anne and Fallen, like I'm in pretty much all the biggest features this year. Like that's crazy to me. Are you excited
0: uh, for the award season. We'll you see what happens. Feast ready? I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you know, honestly, like it'd be great. It would be great. I would love yeah. to, you know. There's actually um, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of great actors in the business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to beat Tommy Pistols is a, is a challenge.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Great. I
1: can and uh yeah, there's actually a Deadpool joke move in the movie about it.
0: About it, really? Like,
1: about that specific uh, subject.
0: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's pretty funny. Like about, you know, how Tommy, how good Tommy is, and like I'm playing. It's it's funny. I have to. Is make.
0: Tommy even in the movie? No,
1: no. It's, that's the funny because we talk because it's it's de- it's basically the movie's about Deadpool making his own porn parody. Okay. So it's like you know I'm Deadpool and this is my own porn parody and yeah. I, I can't go too much into it because it hasn't come out yet. But right, right. It's. Right. it's
0: because the original Deadpool also like kind of breaks the fourth wall I where broke the it like talks about f- itself yeah. being a movie like he talks about how there's like no budget for this and the mo- in the first uh yeah. the first
1: one We talked about that. And we yeah. talked there's 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 some stuff that happened in real life with yeah. like cuz Axel's like in the movie like okay. you know what I mean it's like it's it we're talking about what's actually happening like I'm Deadpool and I'm doing a parody and it's for Axel Braun. Like it's yeah. this is it's all realistic like we're all we're breaking the fourth wall everywhere in this movie with stuff people would know with you know there's a lot of stuff that's comic book relative, not just the movie, mm-hmm. cuz it's not one of those parodies where you're doing um what's the word for it? It's not like when he did Suicide Squad, which I was in in Justice League, like the, the actual movie wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't very well taken. So you're do, you're you're do a parody of it and you take the comic book Mm-hmm. Relevance of it, and the comic book fans are like going nuts over it, right? Right. Whereas Deadpool was a great movie; everybody loved it. Yeah. So you got to completely go outside the box. You can't do anything similar to it because right. then it's like, how do you compare? It's right. such a great movie. Right. So we had to make it completely something different.
0: Interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I know. So
1: that's that's why we went for. You know what I mean? Because it's like you can't. Of course, you can do a little nuances here and there, but we yeah, it's a completely different movie than than the actual movie, which is cool because uh-huh. a whole new. uh, layer to it so
0: wow and then um, you have another uh, project your your male enhancements yes um,
1: so I met a friend Mm -hmm. you know a sober friend and um, you know he we've been you know trudging the road together and he you know introduced me to another person who is a very successful guy scientist Mm -hmm. you know he's actually one of the I mean as a human being probably one of the best people I've ever met he like Works at hospitals and um, helping. He basically goes around the country helping people, uh, helping hospitals actually um, reorganize themselves mm-hmm. so people can actually get proper care.
0: Right. Which okay. is
1: like you know. But anyway, he was like, I guess messing around at a you know with with male enhancement, and he <clears throat> found like a way to put different um, herbs and different things together to make a, a, a male enhancement pill that actually works. Mm-hmm. And there's no like false. Oh, it makes you bigger, it makes you that, because none of that stuff's true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not realistic. And the product's called Lyrics, and uh, we're coming out, you know, it's, we're about to launch in like about a month or two months, something like that. We're just getting all the details together. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's really cool because we're going to be able to hopefully, you know, influx money into the adult industry because, you know, my main purpose is to sign as many people up in the business to promote this product and get paid for it, like Mm -hmm. as they're doing it. It's not like, I'm not paying them for sale. I'm pay- paying them for their following and mm-hmm. just getting everybody on board. Right. So it's cool because, you know, I get to, you know, make some money myself but also, like, make other people money in the industry. And it's not just performing because right. that's, you know, a big thing is, you know, a lot of people think this is going to go on forever. You mm-hmm. need to find something, find other, find other baskets, you know what I mean? You
0: need passive income. Yep. Yeah. So, so when you say male enhancement, does it just help you get an erection?
1: Then it gets an erection. It makes it makes everything feel better. It sensitizes you, okay. but it gets you. It gives you stamina, longer mm-hmm. stamina. Okay. Um, you know, it's it'd be used from guys from eighteen to like older, mm-hmm. but it's all natural. There's no mm-hmm. uh, there's no uh, like chemicals. chemicals and stuff in it. It's yeah. just all natural stuff. And uh, I've tried it myself. I've tried it at work. It sustained me at work, which is. Crazy, because you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, that's the real test. Yeah,
1: it sustained (laughs) me at work, and I was like, "Wow, this is great." And uh, because a lot of these things are, are you know, if you look at the, if you know about the ingredients, a Mm -hmm. lot of the products out there, they're not, they don't really do that. Mm -hmm. They're mostly natural products that they sell in on, like what's it called in the, um, like for male enhancement that isn't like a Viagra or something like that. uh, They're really, they only really give you the drive. Okay. They don't really give you the, the – the, the, the boner. Yeah. They give you the sex Yeah. Yeah. But, and, but they, they try to claim that they do. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that uh, – that's the difference between my product and a lot of other ones because you can't really say, oh, it does this, it does that, it does this. There's no – when when they say, oh, it's going to make your thing bigger, it's not. You're just going to – the whole purpose is if you'll get a better erection. So yeah. it looks bigger, but it's yeah. not – you're not bigger. You're just harder. You don't harder. actually
0: get to grow your penis. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah, so. like- yeah, physic biologically that's not actually possible guys just so yeah, you know. Yeah, like, it doesn't
1: doesn't work like. I mean, some you of those can get crazy
0: ads that I see on like the tube sites. It's like get your t- dick 10 times bigger and then it's just like this g- a ginormous penis that is completely unrealistic. No, you know? I mean you it's can like, get I mean you can get it. An why would you plant? even want a dick that big first of all? Hey, look,
1: I have thought about wanting that dick that big.
0: You no, I mean? <laughs> you
1: don't want a dick that Every big. Every girl's like you have a great dick and I'm like yeah, but I want, like, Julio Gomez's dick where no, it hangs down to my knee, you know?
0: Don't I mean? <laughs> want that because, like, most girls don't want to fucking touch that no, shit. No. Like, that's the thing that a lot of guys... like. But does. we're in that
1: era of porn now. They just want to see a third leg. You know what I mean? It's like <sighs> this era... They just want
0: to see, like, ridiculous circus freak sex. Yeah, it's crazy. Kind of it's nonsense. like...
1: See, that's the thing. Like, for me, like, I grew up and, like, to me, like, the like if you talk about the man, like, the porn... like and There's, like, two for me and, mm-hmm. like to me was like Manuel Ferreira and Mark Davis. Like right. those two guys to me. And like even you could take it back to Rocco Saffredi and yeah. Nacho. But like for me, those two were like, you know, Mark Davis is like my mentor. Like mm-hmm. coming up, he taught me all about BSM, all about these things. He's still a close friend to me to this mm-hmm. day. And, uh, you know, me and Manuel, we're not like really close friends. But like, you know, just he brings this, like what I try to do during my scenes is, you know, what I feel he tries to do during his scenes. Obviously, it's, it, we're two different people. But like he brings that Rough element with passion. Yeah, where a lot of people bring just the rough aspect. Yeah, or they can he'll just like, be love makers. Out, but he'll
0: like yeah, like, like shit ear, like that. Like, it's, it's and like just make girls go like. Oh, yeah, oh, that's like like that the kind of mix of like. Yeah, that's
1: the thing that I find to be like. If I was a woman, that's what would be the hottest thing. Yeah. Right. Rather than just oh, I'm gonna rail her out, or I'm gonna fuck her really slow and just be romantic. I mean, that's once in a while is a good thing, but it's right. still like as a male performer, that's like that's the. That's the bar you're trying to I'm trying to reach. Like I yeah. wanna every time I do a sex scene, it's like I wanna be passionate as fuck, but I wanna be able to like, you know, I wanna after they're done, just be spinning. You know yeah. what I mean? With yeah. the same thing. So it's like, wow, because that's like really it's it's a different game than it was before. I mean, before I even got in, it was what, ten guys? You know what I mean? Like now it's like you know, I got to stay in shape. I got to keep this shit working. I got to keep doing it. I got to, you know, work the niche that I'm in and do the best I can. I'm fortunate that I can act, do BDSM, do gonzo, do all this stuff. Like it's not, it's very rare. You know what I mean? There's a couple guys in the business that do everything. They just like, it's like you get the gonzo guys, the guys who can act or once in a while they'll mix match. But Mm -hmm. in general, there's like, you know, and, and a guy that's, Around my age that I've been friends with for so long is like xander corvis he's mm-hmm. he's you know he's always been killing it, he's one yeah. of the best guys out there you yeah. know and the you know it's just like being able to do that without comparing you know what I mean I think that's a problem with male performers a lot is like I don't say now I don't know. What I've seen from my own what I'm seeing is a lot of people try to compare. Oh, well, I'm better than that guy. I'm doing better than. That. There's no one better than anybody in this business. We all we're all sex performers, and we all offer something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: No, there's people that are better than us. <laughs> okay. right. right maybe
1: right I'm just maybe just silver lining it. <laughs> there's I just some
0: guys that I won't hire. <laughs> well,
1: I I mean like on the top. Okay, so there's top guys.
0: Okay, I see. What you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's
1: top guys. There's top girls. Okay, but meaning so when you've honed the skill of right. of being a porn performer. Okay, let's let's just go that okay. to that route <laughs> when you've honed the skill of being a perform porn performer each of those solid guys or solid girls they all bring something more or less mm-hmm. or different mm-hmm. than one another right. like you know what i mean that's that, that's kind of where i'm they're trying all to
0: go with, special in their own well, way. i guess
1: well, <laughs> you're jerk. i mean for people who's jerking off it's not like you can't say for okay for us as in the business yes for someone who's watching you can't be like well they're the best yeah. Because it's all relative to what you're into, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like from an outer perspective, I would say you're watching porn. You're not like, well, oh, that guy's the best guy because that's your opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
0: think also too, like people that are watching it don't know what's happening behind yeah. the scenes. You know, how many times you had to cut or how many yeah. times, you know, you had to or if he couldn't be a director. Or how much feedback or – um you know, the director had to give or anything like that. Totally. So. Totally. You don't
1: know. Yeah. You know? Totally. So for our on our end, yeah, there are the best and who's better. And who's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is, yes. Yeah. But from the but as a watcher, I don't think that's something that someone can tell. I mean, I've seen guys win awards who you know or girls win awards that you know like when they are at work, it's like, God, I don't want to hire this person. Yeah. But they win because for some reason in edit, they look amazing. Right. You right. know what I mean? By the way, thank you all the editors out there for all those off days. You guys have made me look real good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so, I kind feel like that's got to be the worst job editing. Oh, it's
1: got to be so t- terrible. God, it's got to be see. terrible. Yeah,
0: I hate um, it.
1: But yeah, so yeah, the male enhancement thing's coming through. I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's like you know, thinking outside the box. Not just you know, like that's the thing. Once this thing kind of gets on the road, like I talked about, the mm-hmm. one thing you know, right now it's like my concentration is. Constantly doing because, like, I've honed my craft, I do well in it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's there now. I have to hone my craft in this area, so I'm gonna hone my craft in this area, try to get this as successful as possible. And then, you know, the goal is to, you know, shoot my own content. But, like, I want to shoot my own content, I don't want to, I really don't want to trade content. Mm -hmm. I want to, like, this is what I want to shoot, I'm gonna book it and make it happen, right? That kind of stuff. And I have the the business model and stuff Mm -hmm. like that to do it because to me, it's just like trade's cool and we can make a couple bucks doing that, but I feel like. Really, doing an original product project is Being something able that to
0: like have complete and total control. I need
1: passion. Yeah, in my I need I need to have the passion to do that. Right. And for me, just to be like, hey, they're just going to do this. It's just not. There has to be something that brings my element to what I want to do. Right. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. like you give you know, you go to set you shoot you give mm-hmm. them a Holly Randall experience like they're right. It just looks. You're like, wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. what I need to bring for myself, and I'm not going to do that half assed. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything half-assed. <laughs> I know <what> you mean. <laughs> so,
0: one of my ex-boyfriends actually one of the nicest uh, things that he said about my my issues with addiction. He goes, "Well, you don't do anything half-assed, do you?" No. I'm like I guess not. <laughs> no, it's it's you know honestly, if you can hone it
1: in a positive way, it's like yeah. you can't stop us. Yeah, like literally, we'll yeah. we'll. we'll Run you down
0: if you think about all the energy <laughs> that we spent hiding and sneaking and finding and using and recovering, manipulate like, all
1: that shit, manipulating. It's like, it's like, if crazy. you can
0: take all that energy and put it into something positive, there's nothing you can't achieve. No,
1: I mean, you look at it, people who are recovered that like recovering, and I recovered, is not a good thing to say, don't ever think you recovered because it just doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's my own personal belief. But uh, people who are in recovery that are. You know, successful people you wouldn't know that we would probably know. Mm -hmm. You're not breaking anonymity or anything like that. It's like, holy shit, like where they came from to where they are. And it's like, what the – it's, yeah. it's unreal how far you can go.
0: Yeah. Sometimes because, I go to meetings and I see people speak that you know people that celebrities and people that you know and you're like, wow, I had no idea.
1: Yeah, it's like great, and they think just like we do, and that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and it, it's inspiring. You yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's another thing. It's like I like being inspired now. Like mm-hmm. I just want like inspiration through anything can inspire me. You know, mm-hmm. I can find a way, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So.
0: Well, thank you for coming on, Seth. It was so good to see you. Thank you. We get to talk about like one of my favorite topics, sobriety. Sorry for those of you who find that shit super fucking boring. But <laughs> whenever I have somebody else on who's also sober, it's just always gonna go in that in that direction. Cause, you know, it's the biggest battle of our lives. Totally. Totally. And it always will be. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
1: Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Seth Gamble Triple X. You can find me on Instagram at Seth Gamble P S. Um, and soon you will be able to find you know, my new product, uh, lyrics.com. And um, how do you spell that? L Y R I X.com. Okay. And um, yeah, uh, I think that's it.
0: And then make sure that you check them out in the upcoming uh, Deadpool Triple m- X, um, and by Pure Taboo, Fallen by Brad Armstrong for Wicked Pictures, and also the. Mrs. Hyde. What's the full title of the Mrs. Hyde? Uh, there's possession of Mrs. Hyde and all, possession of Mrs. Hyde and
1: some stuff that's already released. You can check me out, um, uh, Kristen Scott's. It's called uh, the Nerds' Revenge. It was a DP scene with Sander Corvis and myself and Gia Page with Small Hands and myself for PureTaboo.com and uh, so
0: some You're cool just stuff all over the place, Seth. <sighs> it's, it's not I'm a bad it. thing I'm loving it <laughs> And you guys can find me at Holly Randall On Twitter and Instagram And if you want to support this podcast Please go to patreon.com Slash hollyrandallunfiltered I also have a Facebook group now that you can join Submit your questions and ideas For uh, future guests um, That's facebook.com slash groups Slash hollyrandallunfiltered Thank you guys so much I'll see you next week and to all of my listeners, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you being here means everything. But what would mean even more to me is if you would go on iTunes, rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend. If you know somebody that's fascinated by the adult industry but doesn't know anything about it or is really into a certain performer or guest that I have on the show, tell them about it because you know podcasts really grow by word of mouth and your recommendation means a lot to me. What also means a lot to me is your money because this does cost me money to produce. So if you can support me by going to my Patreon and joining, I give away really cool prizes, gifts. You get access to the live streams. There's just so much cool stuff that you get in exchange for your support. So go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. Thank you all. I love you so much and I so appreciate you being here.